Hi, friends, and welcome to Screen Vomit, the only movie podcast for normal people. I'm, of course, your host, Kayla. Here with me is King Kali. Quack, quack, babies. King Kali here. Back at it again with an unhinged ep for 2021. (laughs) Oh, boy. Hey. You know what I thought about earlier? What'd you think about earlier? Uh, and we didn't talk about this before recording, and uh, maybe I love... perhaps we should have. No, no, this but... is the best way to do it. <laughs> I thought of a new name for our listeners. So, like, historically, oh, historically, I've called them the Vomit Heads, Yes, right? yes. But, duh, the real name was looking us in the face this whole time. Normals. <laughs> <laughs> The normals. Yeah, then we'll go with that. <laughs> Is that better than vomit heads? <laughs> <laughs> Although I do find it kind of funny that as a movie podcast, with half of our name pertaining to movies, the screen aspect of it, yeah, I chose the vomit part <laughs> it's just there. to name our <laughs> listeners, but... I think normals is pretty good. How about that? Yeah, I say I say we stick with it. We try, try it out at least. <laughs> All right. Uh, here to forth until we veto the law, the listeners are named the normals. <laughs> yeah. <you> can, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy is right because guess uh, what movie we did <laughs> this week? Uh, okay. I'm going to say what movie we did, but at this point, you've already seen because you have clicked on the clicked podcast. It, yes. Yeah. But... You have to hear me out on this one, okay? As Kali did. (laughs) So, we have done... What have we done? (laughs) What have we fucking done? What is this? The 2020 film, The Prom. So, but hear hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Okay, is this movie good? We can just say up top, nobody expected this to be any good, right? No, no. (laughs) That's fair to say. And it was not any good. But... As the only queer podcaster with the movie podcast from Indiana, I felt like we would be remiss not to address this piece of work. I writhed through my watching of this. I Yes. It was arduous and it was long. Very long. long but but I we did watched it. it because we care about our normals. Having and- watched <laughs> I'm very fucking excited I watched it, though. <laughs> it's going to be a great conversation. But also, we did it so y'all don't have to. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Bingo, so, bingo. Um, you'll get all the info you need by listening to the app, and you will not have to give them <laughs> another view. <laughs> Please don't allow those people oh, to make money. <laughs> good God. <laughs> so with all that prefacing out of the <laughs> way... Yeah. We'll carry on. So here we have, this movie is directed by Ryan Murphy. Do do you have opinions on Ryan Murphy? I don't, truly don't know that much about him. I mean, I'm familiar with some of his shows, but he seems to be one of those people that you bring up his name and people groan, but I don't, I don't exactly know why. Okay, okay. I do after watching this movie, maybe, but. (laughs) I fucking loathe Ryan Murphy. And I think... It's very much rooted in, I had a girlfriend in college who, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll go anywhere with my girlfriend. And she was like, well, will you go with me to my Christian friends to watch American Horror Story mm-hmm. for two seasons? And I'm like, yeah, I guess I will. 
and I hated it. You hated American Horror Story? I think the first two seasons were really good. I I like the first season. First season's good. I feel like the first season was really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, second season was Asylum. Maybe. Probably. That was my <laughs> least favorite season of television I've ever seen. Really? <laughs> yeah, if I remember correctly. He's created a couple other things that I've watched, too. <sighs> yeah, he fucking um, did Glee. Which... He did Glee. I never, wa- I never watched Glee. He did Nip Tuck. Which I did watch at the time. I'm sure that none of it holds up. I at would all. actually love to watch <laughs> Nip Tuck now. I used to own a few seasons on DVD. He also created The Politician, which I have mentioned on Pod that I've watched both seasons. Mm-hmm. Really enjoy that show. He's created Pose. So, yeah, so that's Ryan Murphy. I have no opinion one way or the other, but I have enjoyed some of his shows. All right, starring in this movie. I'm disappointed with all these people for partaking. I know, it's really (laughs) like, all right, you guys are all down like five pegs for this shit. Yeah, and you know what? I think these days, every movie is getting 10 names attached that like you really can't trust a movie with a cast anymore like you used to be able to, I feel like, you know? Which is maybe good and bad. Because then it's like everything's a blank slate and you never know what you'll get. Sure. But I am disappointed in all these people. Yeah, on this particular movie, I mean, we'll get to it, but yeah. they really don't need to be in it. No. All right, so we have Meryl Streep. Multi-Oscar Needs no qualification. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have Keegan-Michael Key, obviously from Key and Peele. Yeah. He was in Playing With Fire last year. We have James Corden from The Late Late Show with James Corden. He was in Cats. He's also just one of those guys that like hosts a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Nicole Kidman. Obviously, you know who Nicole Kidman is. Love Nicole Kidman. Yeah, love her. Carrie Washington, who probably also everybody <laughs> knows. She was in Little Fires Everywhere recently that I really liked. And that's pretty much the main cast. What's our critic scores? Rotten Tomatoes coming in with a 57. Right in the middle. Mm. Mecca Cricket, we got 56. And then... <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, Google users gave it 80. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Google users. Disappointment. <laughs> unhinged. Um, all right, let's get this. <laughs> Google users are unhinged. Oh, my God. Uh, as unhinged as this movie. So let's watch the trailer uh, and then we'll get into This it. is going to be hard. You got the steps. You got the notes. But where's the zazz, baby? What is going on? Who are you people? Oh my God, that's... Ah, surely you know who I am. Where is my suite? We don't have a suite. Now, do you have a suite? We have come to this community on behalf of a young girl. I just want to go to prom like any other kid. All opposed. Indiana for everybody. I know it. My God. <laughs> Callie. 
let's talk about our general knowledge slash feelings of Broadway show tunes, yeah. musicals kind of stuff. Generally, I just say I don't like musicals. Mm-hmm. It's just like a blanket. Because in reality, I like, I'd say, five to seven musicals. Name some you like. Uh, I love Phantom of the Opera. Uh, fucking okay. rocks. I love Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay. I think Fiddler on the Roof rocks. I think Les Mis rocks. You know, there might be a couple others that I can't think of, but that generally is about all I like. Mm-hmm. I fucking loathe the style of Broadway show tunes. I, I can't stand that. It really mm-hmm. gr- grinds, like, it's grating. Grinds your gears? Yeah, it comes across as very just, like, forced and phony, and I'm just like, this sucks. Yeah, I would say... I also generally don't like musicals. I would say particularly movie musicals, TV musical kind of stuff. I, I agree. Seeing yeah. one in real life is a different experience. And I, can I would agree go see with that. a musical in real life. Yeah. But anytime a show does a musical episode, I skip the episode. I'm like, I'll mm-hmm. figure out what's going on in the next one. I don't care. I feel the exact same way. I also, TBH, I mean, I was famously in a musical last Whoa. summer. Or two summers ago now. Shit, in really? In Susical, the musical. Well, last summer was COVID Oh, summer, my God. So. <laughs> oh, how long have we been doing this freaking podcast? <laughs> I know. Almost. We're coming up on two years. Can you believe it? Good grief. So, yeah, I famously was in Susical, the musical, uh, a couple summers ago. I was cast in another... I was cast in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat in high school, but I dropped out. I was in show choir as well in high school. So, yeah, seeing musicals live is maybe a different thing, but I also, to be honest haven't even seen that many musicals live oh shit really i went to all the ones that happened while i was in high school Mm -hmm. other than that i've never been to another one and really haven't even seen that many on tv so like i've never seen any of the ones that you just said okay (laughs) no wait i've seen uh fiddler on the roof in high school (gasps) so good jesus if we're going by musicals we've seen live i've seen a buttload of them. Really? I've seen a ton of them. I've seen fucking musicals on Broadway. What? Yeah. When I say I don't fucking like musicals, I've seen a buttload of them. I mm. don't fucking like them. I like you a couple You are cultured of them. in musicals, so you have the palate to know. Unfortunately, yes. And about the musical aspects of this movie, The Prom, it made me want to scream because it's everything that just <laughs> I don't like. And I can concede, like, sure, it, people can enjoy it. It's for some people. But goddamn, it's just so kitschy. And yeah. it seems so... Lindsay at one point just said, this seems so soulless. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, it just feels so out of touch, toothless. and, and... None of these people have any stake in the yeah, game of what's going on. In fact, feel... the whole story is that these people don't have a stake in the game of what's going exactly. on. Exactly! <laughs> First of all, there's a little bit of pre-game knowledge I should drop before we talk about the movie. This is based on a Broadway musical. So this is an actual Broadway musical called The Prom. Okay. And the original Broadway cast of The Prom performed in the 2018 Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade. And it was the first time in the parade's history that a same-sex kiss had been included in broadcast during the parade. So... It was kind of a moment, you would say, in in gay culture. Sure. Very good. The story for The Prom was inspired in part by, trigger warning, 
Mike Pence. <laughs> and a boy. Who we now know as a vice president, but for a time he was governor of Indiana. God, um, we all so hate him. We should also say, just in case it hasn't been established or you're a first time normal, mm-hmm. me and Kali are both from Indiana originally and grew up there. Oh. I now live in Chicago. Yeah. But so we're both Indiana boys. Indiana is going to come up more than I like to talk about in this episode because <laughs> i like being from indiana i'm not yeah. i don't i don't have an indiana tattoo like some people oh my god uh, me. <laughs> but i like indiana rude <laughs> so so yeah indiana is going to come up a lot and that's in particular why we felt we needed to tackle this you're gonna talk indiana indiana talk and queer talk at once okay that's us yeah ding ding ring hello <laughs> answering the call. Um, All right. So when Mike Pence was governor of Indiana, he signed into law Indiana's Religious Freedom Restoration Act. I couldn't find any info that it was directly linked to this, but I feel like it was linked to that um, when somebody didn't want to make a cake for a gay couple because they said it you know, infringe on their religion or whatever. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was related to that whole thing. Yeah, I feel like it happened around the same time. Yeah, I vaguely so like, remember this happening. Yeah, I don't really, I don't know. I don't remember either. This was in 2015, so it would have been right, right before I left. I was in um, college at the time, and I was like kind of a news reader. Yeah. Yeah, I vaguely remember this, but I do not remember it happening this way. Yeah, so at the time, conservative Christian groups, a.k.a hate groups, um, (laughs) said that laws that protect sexual orientation and gender identity strip those groups of their religious freedom. Good. Which is obviously ridiculous. (laughs) And and if it's true, who gives a shit? That's my feeling. Your religion sucks. Yeah, bingo. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously this caused a big stir in the LGBTQ community because it was then basically legalized to discriminate against LGBTQ people in the state. Yeah. Um, They did pass an amendment intended to protect LGBTQ people from discrimination in April of 2015, but I can really, I was trying to figure out what specifically was added or what the actual language of anything was, and I don't know, I couldn't figure it out. Actually, I vividly remember this shit, because I was taking, if I can put on my nerd glasses for a bit, I was Mm -hmm. in college at the time. Is this College Collie? This is College (laughs) Collie, who I just kind of, I don't like him that much, but he... Even though you're going back. Um, no, I was in a policy class at the time, and we had to do several assignments based on this, and I remember when that amendment was made, it was really nothing. It was just something to placate people. Yeah. When, uh, what is it, RIFRA? RFRA? Yeah. Yeah, when RIFRA passed... Uh, was put into law, people really freaked the fuck out. I was reading about, like, huge protests, like, yeah. full front page of the paper Thing, yep. kind of stuff. Front page yeah. paper, celebrities reaching out, being like, this is fucked up. But it was, like, top news. And Indiana doesn't get a lot of... New, top like, news. No, it's very rare. And most of our top news in the last couple decades, I would say, came from the short term that Mike Pence was yes. governor. Yes, yes. Everything fucking came <laughs> from Pence. passed a bunch of terrible laws at once. <laughs> Overall, what happened was he tanked Indiana's reputation big fucking time. Yeah. Uh, and Indiana's reputation, I mean, it'll come up here in a second, but like, already it's hard for us. <laughs> uh, like, it's 
really fine. Indiana is fine. They're mostly just normal people trying to get along. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Indiana is so... There are a lot of stereotypes in reference to Indiana. I feel like we get the light version of the same stereotypes that are directed at Kentucky. Yeah. I think most people who haven't been to Indiana have absolutely no concept of like the size, the amount of people that live there, anything about it, <laughs> I would yeah. say. Yeah, there's like a handful of states that all get the same joke thrown at it. Is The joke is that nothing happens there. A coworker of mine recently asked me, <laughs> he said, oh, what's the population of Indianapolis? Like 100,000? And I was like, no. <laughs> it's like, like a million. It's almost a million. Yeah, about a, about a million. <laughs> it's fully a major city. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, people don't think that there are, like, cities in Indiana. There are. <laughs> there are cities. There are, and like... And it's just like any state, like, you know, the big cities are the places that are cool to be. The rural parts are can-be freaks. That's the same for any state. Indiana is just like every other fucking state in America is like diversifying and growing in the way this movie fucking looks at Indiana. This is fucking offensive. This, is, this, in my is, opinion. this sucks. Like this, yeah. this is like why people hate Democrats. This movie is so indicative of like the elitism and mm-hmm. the like snobbery that's thrown to fucking swaths of yeah. people. And like the major cities of Indiana are mostly not conservative, I would say. No. <laughs> like, you got it's the, like you the major like, cities of anywhere. You, you have know? like four liberal bubbles in Indiana. Yeah. If you want to call it that. And what I found particularly goofy about that is that Ryan Murphy himself is gay and grew up in Indianapolis. And also the um, associate music director on this movie, uh, or no, for the Broadway production, Mm -hmm. is from West Lafayette. So people from Indiana are involved with this movie, and still they made it so offensive and so incorrect. They don't give a fuck. I just think that's really rude, and like, why do you have a hard enough time? (laughs) No, I mean, they don't give a fuck. Trying to break stereotypes that that normals have on Indiana, and we're so not often represented in media. I mean, here lately, I mean, we had Parks and Rec, we had Stranger Things, but like, generally, Indiana's not considered, just period. It's not considered. No, no. And when it is, it's... (laughs) Offensive. Yeah, it's just like kind of low blows. Like most of the low blows in Parks and Rec are like fine. It's like nothing yeah. ha- nothing really happens here. And it's mm-hmm. like, yes, that is standard, right? That's normal. But yeah. like, holy shit. I mean, we'll fucking get to it. This movie straight up has a fucking song called Don't Be Gay in Indiana. Yeah. Fuck out of um, here. It's fucking so offensive and wrong and doesn't show anything that is cool, special, or noteworthy about Indiana. And no. I think there are several things that, that fall under that umbrella. I personally know this shit is wrong because I have fucking yeah. worked in rural Indiana in high schools And there are LGBTQ clubs in rural high schools in Indiana. Yeah, first of all, needs to be said, there are queer people everywhere. No matter where you are, there are queer people there. And I hate when people that live in, you know, quote unquote, small towns in movies, they always say, oh, I'll never find another gay person unless I go to New York City. That's the only way. Like, (sighs) there are queer people Literally everywhere. Everywhere. She said, I have to go to New York City. Chicago's right fucking there. Indianapolis is right there. I can point out. (laughs) Indianapolis is there. But if you're going to even use that, like, I need to go to a major city, 
Chicago is one of the gayest cities in America, and it's hour or two, you know, away from wherever she is. So, like, it doesn't even make sense. The one, like, tiny argument could be like, well, it was 2015, things are a lot easier now. It's like, fuck, no, things in 2015, LGBTQ people were still, like, alive in rural Indiana. (laughs) And still doing (laughs) shit. It has gotten, you know, a lot queerer over time, even, but, like, pride at least was always popped off. There were always a couple gay clubs around, like, no matter what, there was a queer community always. Yeah, but it does imply that being gay in Indiana is an isolation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a very shitty way to look at it. Yeah. And very, like, defeatist. It really over-enforces, like, how homophobic America in general, I think, is past the level of homophobia that's in this movie. Mm -hmm. I agree. I mean, even when I was in school in the 90s, early 2000s, it was not this bad even then. It's pretty <laughs> If anything, fucking... maybe like microaggressions wasn't like this. Yeah. I think this is crazy. It's fucking nuts. This whole movie's crazy. We're going to have to like actually go through okay, the movie because yes. have... we've been talking for like 40 minutes. With like... <laughs> I, got, I got notes. Sorry, folks. We're going to pop the damn off about Indiana, but I hope that you learned something. Yeah. (laughs) Indiana is not shitty. Indiana is pretty good. That's it. It is. And you know what? Like, we'll talk shit on it from time to time. But like, first of all, it's like, I can talk shit about my brother, but you can't. You know what I mean? But secondly, we also acknowledge the good parts. Yes. So, and we know the good parts. So like, that is there. And if you don't know, you don't get to talk shit. 28 years (laughs) here. And guess what? We have the best donuts in the world. That is actually true. (laughs) And I live in Chicago where you'd think there would be better donuts. But no, the best donuts in the world are actually in Indianapolis. Long's Bakery. Yeah. So hit that up. All right. So this movie, first of all, takes place in what they call Edgewater, Indiana, which is allegedly a fictional town. However, there is an Edgewater Township, Indiana, okay. uh, which is just north of Valparaiso in northern Indiana. So mm-hmm. it's unclear. Fictional town, fictional high school, not set in any real place, and could also be said fictional Indiana. <laughs> yeah, definitely fictional Indiana. <laughs> this movie was quite a whirlwind production, too, because they didn't start production until, like, February of last year, and then this movie wrapped the end of July and was released first week of December. So I feel like that is such wow. a quick turnaround. This It's insane <laughs> that this was filmed during... <laughs> fucking yeah because a lot of movies halted on production mm-hmm. when covid hit but mm-hmm. they were like no i think they did also halt for like a minute that's why it went all the way from like february all the way till end of july because sure, i think sure. they halted for a while in the middle there but oh my god yeah it's crazy to that's... be like this is so important to risk your life to do this huge production uh that needs to come out during the oh, pandy god. and there are tons <laughs> and tons of group content. scenes yeah big groups while mm-hmm. watching this movie, I kept noting, like, a lot of mm-hmm. people uh, yeah. just everywhere. And I was like, yes, this must have been filmed pre. Nope. <laughs> Insane. So that's pretty damn bonkers, if you ask me. All right, so we open. There's just a quick scene up top of the PTA meeting that reads more like a courtroom. Oh, my God. Can we talk about <laughs> Kerry Washington? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, my fucking God. So, Kerry Washington's character is... A Karen, right? You would, yes. is that an accurate assessment? But she's assessment? a black Karen, which is a more rare breed. Yes! And it's like, <laughs> why cast Carrie Washington? Someone this good? 
in a fucking white woman's role. Yeah. It is like kind of wild to think about how this movie is purporting that this town would be so fiercely opposed to even the most minute of LGBTQ plus rights, which is that this girl wants to bring her girlfriend to prom. Yeah. But are also totally, at the same time, totally chill with having a black woman as the head of PTA and a black man as a high school principal. Yeah, that would not fly. No. (laughs) If you're supposing that they are so homophobic that they would not just let a girl go to prom. Oh my God. But are not at the same time racist enough to, you know, that they're allowing these black people in positions of power. It is. It's very weird take. Yeah. And it does. I don't understand. I would say, unfortunately, it does make me feel like those casting choices are kind of tokeny. It feels like. Boy. Yeah. I, I, Diversity I, hires. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and th- those, uh, trust me, I really like Kerry Washington and Keegan Michael Key. I like the. I like Keen Peel. I don't care yeah. for a lot of the stuff he's done after, but like, mm-hmm. I don't I liked the know. Fireman movie, Playing with Fire. You like that? <laughs> it was good. With John Cena? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 that was a good movie. <laughs> Love to do it for the pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I laughed out loud at that movie. <laughs> like, go go on. What were you saying? <laughs> Forget. Ugh. You like them, but they yeah, feel I like, like them, diversity hires. But they feel like diversity hires. They don't really... Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I'll say it again. A lot of these characters aren't really essential to telling an all right story out of this movie. No. But... Literally half of this plot could have been cut. <laughs> oh my god yes but we'll, we'll get to that and i also want to put a pin in the diversity hire aspect for about two minutes okay so we can get to the other point i have on that yeah <laughs> they're having this courtroom-esque pta meeting wherein carrie washington is head of pta she's basically reading the constitution of prom rules i could not believe which this. is like <laughs> Um, prom should be between a man and a woman, and a, a, <laughs> a woman wears a dress and a man wears a tux, That's and those it, are baby. just the rules. That's prom law. As the resident law boy, I can confirm. Yeah, so the issue is, which we've kind of alluded to, is that a young girl at this high school is wanting to bring a girl to prom. Mm-hmm. How do they even know this? is never explained because, first of all, prom has not happened yet. Second of all, her date (laughs) remains anonymous throughout the movie until the end, basically. How would you know? How would would you know? know? (laughs) Did you? Okay, so did you go to prom? Yes. I went to prom my senior year only. Okay, I've I've been twice. What years did you go? My junior and senior year. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about our proms. What was your proms like? I generally enjoyed my proms. I generally had a good time. I went. You with go with the, a date. Yep, my a girl. Same girl. A two, heterosexual girl. Heterosexual girl. Two years in a row. <laughs> same girl. Same girl. Yes, same girl. Both years. I, I had a great time. I look back fondly upon prom. I went my senior year only. I did. I had a boyfriend. I dated the same guy from beginning of sophomore year all the way through high school. He refused actually to go to prom with me. That's cool. Um, Ever. And he was older than me, so I could have gone all three years. But he refused to go to prom with me any year. So my senior year, I was like, fuck you then, I'm going by myself. But I actually went with two girls. Hell yeah, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They were kind of mean girls, though. But it's fine. We got ready together, took pics together, went there together, and then instantly split. And I'll tell you, I had the time of my damn life by myself there. I danced with everybody in the whole place. I was dancing with teachers, kids, people I didn't even know. I'm dancing with them. I was 
exactly. uh, get I got the floor moving. I had just the best time. Later, people asked me like, oh, what'd you think about the food? I was like, I didn't even know there was food. Oh, my God. <laughs> No, but that's the best time. (laughs) You can go to prom with anyone. Yeah. But like, I don't know, still get your pictures with. It's not like the fucking school police is who gets pictures. Mm -hmm. At least my school would not have thrown a fit. Catholic school would not have thrown a fit of two because two girls dancing together very fucking normal. I dance with all kinds of girls at my yes. prom. <laughs> like my Catholic school teachers and at every dance I ever went would to. have been like okay. <laughs> now I will say two guys may have raised an eyebrow from my high school teachers, but they would actually would have probably let it slide. Mm-hmm. But two girls dancing, this is not a. It's so normal. Big deal all of my middle school dances i went to with the same girl yes <laughs> so yeah it's so normal for girls to dance together just like we mentioned in happiest season it's so normal for girls to sleep in the same bed totally like normal. nobody gives a f yeah. yeah unhinged so those are our prom stories we are nowhere in this movie <laughs> okay so yeah the issue is this girl wants to bring another girl to prom and they're saying that infringes on our religious rights hell yeah it does <laughs> jesus christ and they're trying to cancel prom because of it uh, and i think at, at this point they do cancel prom because of this which yeah, later <laughs> other things happen with that but at this point they oh cancel prom God. so that she won't be able to take a girl to it cut to james gordon and meryl streep are two people in a broadway show about eleanor roosevelt yep <laughs> that's getting really bad reviews uh, and basically got canceled because of a review. And <laughs> nobody likes them because they're conceited. And so they um, decide they want a cause to stand for to seem like they care about people yes. so that people will like them. Yes. And th- a literal line that they say is, there's no difference between the United States and a celebrity. We both have the power to change the world. Yeah. If you needed an insight into how fucking unhinged this script is. It's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that's why the trailer is so fucking insano. Mm-hmm, because it totally skips this whole narrative. Yeah, though at the yeah. top it tells you, it's like, yeah, we're conceited, but we're going to go try and do some good. And maybe some good just might happen, wink. Kind of shit. Mm-hmm. It just, ugh, it pained me. I wrote down that it has an opaque sense of self-awareness. In that, like, it's being self-aware to an extent. Celebrities are vapid and do charitable things just for publicity. Yes. Everything about this movie is incredibly over-the-top and overstated. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, it's intolerable. It is intolerable. Yeah. Pulling that pin out of the diversity hire that I pinned Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie received a lot of criticism (laughs) regarding casting James Corden. Oh. Oh, yeah. Because he is IRL, a heterosexual Englishman who in this movie is portraying not only a gay man, but his performance in particular basically perpetuates every stereotype of gay white men. Yeah. He's extremely like flamboyant and over the top. It's very offensive. He uses an American accent and that... He does. A little bit Southern Made me want to just... I wanted to try out my new power drill. Wink. (laughs) The Guardian called his performance spectacularly misjudged. Newsweek called it offensively miscast. Oh my God. Tim Roby of The Telegraph wrote that it made him, quote, embarrassed to be gay. Yeah. Vanity Fair (laughs) named it one of the worst performances of the 21st century. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it fucking was. And he's in a lot of this movie. 
He is. They put. He's him, a main character. Yeah, he is one of the center. three main characters. In recent episodes, we've talked about the woes of casting straight people as gay and how and where specifically that can go wrong. Yeah. And um, this is how and where. <laughs> ding ding, right here. <laughs> I feel like I'm so disappointed in Ryan Murphy because not only, first of all, disappointed on the Indiana aspect of it all, but secondly, of being a gay man who did not think literally anything about this because (laughs) made such a point to diversity hire people of color, but couldn't hire, you couldn't find, are you telling me, look, are you, look me in the eyes, are you telling me you couldn't find one gay man who's into Broadway? (laughs) Not Are the... you fucking telling me? <laughs> well, look, no one's just going to go see a movie because it has Meryl Streep. You need some... And Nicole Kidman and yeah. Keegan-Michael Key yeah. and fucking what's-her-head Harry in Harry Washington. Yeah. That's not enough. Like... <laughs> you got you to gotta anchor this with some, some power, baby. This is supposed to be an LGBTQ redemption story about tackling homophobia, and you couldn't, you couldn't fucking cast one gay person and also had to make their performance... Extremely also, homophobic, like <laughs> the way. Well, God, someday we'll get to it. The way they yeah. tackle homophobia is yeah. uh, wrong. It's not how you should do it. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. To put a pin on that one for oh later. God. Oh my God. Let's just say they had to cast James Gordon. Could he not have just been himself and been like, "Oh, my, I'm just gay." Like, why does it have to be like nobody will know I'm gay unless I go flip my wrists and talk about Beyonce? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, why did it have to be like that? It was too much. Well, look, that's how gay people are, right? <laughs> like, that's it. I'm screaming. Just, uh, I'm yeah, trying was... not to scream into the mic, but inside there's a big scream happening. It was unbearable. <laughs> it was absolutely unbearable. And that alone made me so disappointed of everyone else in the cast. Like, nobody said, hey, this sucks. Like, not a one. <laughs> could we not cast a gay person? Or could you, like, act normal instead of being unhinged and like performing every stereotype yeah fucking sucked this was bad even for ryan murphy like i don't like him but like this was yeah Ugh, just keep going let's just keep going okay we gotta get through um, this we have two musical numbers just right up top oh. one thing i thought was funny uh <laughs> in the imdb trivia <laughs> for this movie says the music is so loud it drowns out the singers what <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck did that make it in the trivia? I've tried so hard over time to get actual trivia on IMDb pages, and it's rejected every time. Some some crazy-ass unhinged maniac goes in here and says, the music's too loud, and it's fucking in the official trivia. What the fuck? We have some crazy, offensive, absolutely unhinged lines in these first couple songs oh my god i wanted to fucking die and these happen i mean we're talking 30 seconds into the movie like we're not that far into the movie when i sat down to watch this movie and i get that 30 seconds in and that first song hits i was like colin's gonna hate this this is gonna be All right, here's a line. First line. We're going to prove that in this day and age, being gay isn't a crime. This is our chance to change the world one lesbian at a time. (sighs) Okay, hate the line. Uh, Secondly, (laughs) they did a whole thing about how Indiana sucks. Yeah. (laughs) We're going down to where the necks are red to the cousin-loving, spam-eating, Hoosier-humping losers and their homely wives. 
who the fuck wrote this? Because we're about to fight. <laughs> roundhouse kick your dumbass. <laughs> Me and Colin are pissed off about people talking shit about Indiana. I want to. That's honestly. Uh, that's beyond offensive. Like fuck out of here. And they're homely wives. Okay, misogynistic too. It also just sucks. These fucking Broadway people are unhinged, and they've found the news story of this girl in high school. Her name's Emma. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna go help her somehow get to prom. <laughs> yeah, they really just have <laughs> to, no idea. To they're fix just like... homophobia and fix their public image. <laughs> That's the plan. (laughs) So when we meet Emma, this is the third song, which is the song that starts with the line. Note to self, don't be gay in Indiana. Let me go tell uh, let me go tell everyone I know. Like honestly, I mean, there are literally thousands of queer people uh, in Indiana. Okay? Calm down. I couldn't fathom this. This no. was just so like what message are you trying to send? Every aspect of this movie is so unrealistic. Yeah. And you know what? I think it's really harmful actually. I think it's not only bullshit, sucks, yeah. but it's actively harmful because kids who are going to watch this are going to be like, oh yeah, I am absolutely alone in Indiana and I can't come out to anyone because it is actually dangerous for me. That's fucking harmful. That's not the message we need to be sending to anyone really, but especially to kids because kids don't know. know? They don't know the truth. It's total bullshit. Just fuck that. Hey, are you a kid listening to this and you're queer? (laughs) (laughs) It's not as dangerous as they make it out to be. It's, some would say, mostly not dangerous at all. I'm not said something you know but more often than not there's cool people around you okay are there assholes yes absolutely but there are a lot of cool people around a lot of people there are a lot of fucking allies and there are a lot of fucking queer people and there's always a place to go no matter where you are hell yeah can we just get that out even in rural fucking indiana there's places yeah there's places in rural fucking illinois places i never thought there would be there's places for you to go and there's people for you to reach out to I feel like that needs to be said. Absolutely, yeah. This movie fucking got has got me heated. <laughs> I understand. Oh, it's abrasive. This is a fucking pissed me off a lot. It pissed me off a lot too. Okay, so everyone in this movie is bullying the gay girl because they say she got prom canceled, even though it was obviously them who got prom canceled. She was being normal. The only one who's cool is one cool cheerleader who's given a little Ooh. a smile for too long. Uh, a little lingering glare. Maybe. Mm, turns out she's the girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> she's the secret girlfriend. I did think, besides that line, I liked the teen songs in general. They sounded better than the other people's songs. Those songs... <laughs> they were less annoying. Yeah. Those songs I gave the, what I call the Love Simon ass- assignment, which is... I don't really particularly like it or give a shit about it, but it's for teens and kids, so I don't really matter. Also, the role of the cheerleader girlfriend was initially supposed to be Ariana Grande, which I thought was kind of... Yeah, I just saw that. I'm reading through the Wikipedia. That's wild. Yeah, They have another fucking courtroom scene where they're talking about, this isn't America, this is Indiana. Yep. (laughs) Oh my God, fuck off. I could not... (laughs) fucking handle it like what do you mean what do you mean losing my goddamn mind who wrote this okay first of all who the fuck wrote this how did people have put so much money into not only this movie but the broadway production there are so many hands all over everything i why has no one stepped forward and said this is fucking unhinged and offensive and rude and 
homophobic. <laughs> I could not fucking handle that shit. Can't handle anything about this movie, T to B. Oh my god, and this next fucking line. So the Broadway guys bust in. They're trying to stop this PTA meeting yeah. and support the girl. You know, everybody says, hey, who are you guys? And the Broadway guys say, we're liberals from New York and we're here to save you. Okay. I want to die. <laughs> The, the reason... <laughs> Golly, can't even form a sentence. Brain's totally broken. It's cut. Oh, God. Fully having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> this is why, like... <laughs> this is why when I talk to people in rural Indiana, this is why they hate Democrats, is this shit right here. <laughs> All of this sucks. There's not one thing about this that doesn't suck. These Broadway guys make such a spectacle about how much they hate everything in Indiana and yep. there's nothing cool there. And that continues throughout the movie, starting with their hotel. Oh, fuck out of here with this shit. Their hotel doesn't have a spa or whatever else the fuck they wanted. They try and get special treatment by showing their Tony Awards and whatnot. I actually kind of thought that gag was kind of funny. <laughs> that was the one time I chuckled. James Corden's character in this scene is the only one who doesn't have a Tony. But IRL, he's the only one who does have a Tony. So I don't know. There's oh. a fact for you. As far as I'm concerned, James Corden's canceled. So fuck. <laughs> as far as I know, I just... Fuck him can... in general. Oh, God. <laughs> canceled for this character, if nothing else. I'm sure there's something else. <laughs> who the fuck? Who is the James Corden audience? Because everything I see... I don't know normals he's out of my scope entirely like i had to look up it's like i maybe have seen his face around i don't know what he does i feel (laughs) even the normals the normal shit i see is like oh yeah james corden is ugh, he's kind of grating i don't know so that was the first thing the first tick was the hotel which actually seemed like a Pretty nice hotel it had a huge lobby. It seemed fine. <laughs> they were chilling on all these couches. They they hammer this in too hard. It's not like yeah. done well. Yes, they are like rich out of touch elites. You know, they're celebrities, mm-hmm. quote unquote. But there are so many better ways or even gags that you can pull off to show them as out of touch and out of water kind of shit. Mm-hmm. It just felt so bad. And of course, the next thing that they do is go to a monster truck show. Okay. <laughs> Fucking yes. I w- I, I'd prefer the movie be about monster trucks. Yes. <laughs> Make a musical about mon- the monster trucks. The monster truck guys won't let the girl drive in a truck with her girlfriend. <laughs> I'd watch it. Okay, that. better movie. Incredible. Why are they performing at halftime of a monster truck show? Yeah, I, I who knows. And they obviously get booed off the stage. <laughs> but it's like the only things they think about Indiana is monster trucks coming up here soon. Applebee's and Kmart. That's about all that's in Indiana, isn't it? Kmart you know, like, is literally closed. Doesn't exist anymore. It literally anymore. doesn't exist. <laughs> so Keegan-Michael Key, he's the principal at the school. I don't think we've actually said that. He runs into the hotel lobby where everyone happens to be chilling and not in their bedrooms and says, hey, good news. Prom's going to be back on. <laughs> All right. Movie's over, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> right? So James Corden's character is like, Emma, you have to let me dress you for prom. Yeah. And she wants to get a suit. And he's like, "Mm, where should we go? Saks Fifth Avenue, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, we only have Kmart. Which, 
later on we see they have a fucking double decker mall with yes. normal stores in it. So why did Kmart even come into the conversation? I can no. literally think of a Saks Fifth Avenue in Indiana. Yeah, first of all, there are Saks Fifth Avenue in Indiana. Yeah. But baseline, it's established in this movie, in this universe, there is a double decker mall. There are better <sighs> stores than Kmart in yes. this city. Yes. <laughs> It owns itself. This movie disproves itself at every turn. True. Then Keegan and Meryl go on a date to Applebee's, which they say is the only restaurant in this city. (laughs) And Meryl's never heard of it. She calls it the apples and the bees or something like that. Unhinged. This is something that Parks and Rec started to do that bothered me in its later seasons, which is like... Say like, oh, small town, we have nothing. But then there's literally everything. Yeah. There's anything. And you know what? Everywhere you go, and look, I've been a lot of places. I used to be, I used to tour a lot. I've been to many cities, Mm -hmm. small cities, big cities, whatever. Everywhere you go, there is something. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I, there is something everywhere you go. Whatever you need, there is going to be something there. At the very least, there's strip malls, but yeah. every place has small businesses, even in strip malls. Exactly. You know? There are places to go everywhere. So yeah. the fact that this movie supposes that the only places in this whole town are Kmart and Applebee's is fucked up. Yeah, it's... <laughs> ugh. Keegan, on their date, tells Meryl that when Emma came out to her parents, they threw her out of the house when she was 16. Mm-hmm. And then later we find out when James Corden told his parents that he was gay, they mm-hmm. tried to get him into uh, conversion therapy. So they really are milking like every traumatic aspect that could could possibly happen to a queer person it fucking it just sucks it goes back into what i was saying a minute ago like this is not what kids need to be seeing it's not what anyone needs to be seeing because it's not the truth exactly it's not real that's not to say that this never happens but like they're really exploiting queer trauma in this movie yes stop reinforcing that it does happen and there's a way to depict this can these stories be told yes have they been told a lot though yes but like it just feels so more and more we're moving away from those narratives like those aren't really realistic anymore it just felt antiquated it felt like completely out of touch and things aren't like this there's always growth to be done always progress to be made but Mm -hmm. this isn't right this is just a couple years too old yeah and i just think shit like this like so many people are get so stressed to come out of the closet and and live authentically and i think these kind of narratives really reinforce that fear and i mean it just sucks I just hate that. I hate that for my people. Absolutely. It really makes me angry and sad to think about. Um, All right. (laughs) On that note, continuing on. So since prom is back on, when we go back to high school, everybody's freaking out because it's promposal day. I wanted (laughs) to be shot out of a fucking cannon. First of all, what? Is promposal day a thing? Like, no. I've heard of promposals as, like, a thing that happens, but not, like, promposal day. No. Right? Not That's a thing. insane. No. That's not a thing at all. insane thing. And promposals in general are a thing that's, like, the time of TikTok and Instagram, like, Snapchat story or stuff. Like, yeah. So, I'm just saying that to 
for how antiquated the homophobia aspect of this movie is to then throw in like something that's so like something that only has happened in the last couple of years yeah i that was a strange uh juxtaposition i agree it just misfired fuck a promposal yeah fuck that it's not real (laughs) (laughs) we mentioned that james gordon is dressing emma for prom and she had said she wanted to wear a suit with a high collar but when she shows up to prom she's in this very feminine very fluffy blue dress hated it i also hated it just like fucking (laughs) she even gets out of the car and says is this too feminine i don't know and they're like, no, you look beautiful, which is what people say when people who read as women dress feminine. <laughs> I wish proms never existed so this movie didn't exist. <laughs> also, this is like halfway through the movie. I remember I uh-huh. paused to go to the bathroom and I was so disheartened. So they are so excited. She's pulled up to prom. She's in her pretty dress, blah, blah, blah. When she gets inside, there's no one there well, because what well. we find out is that everyone had planned a second prom so that they could all be at the cool straight prom and she gets to be the lone wolf at the gay prom. And then when like the news confronts this PTA woman who somehow is like a representative for the whole school. Yeah, <laughs> How she does just this gets happen? away with everything. Overrides she put the it under principle. the guise of trying to protect Emma's safety. Like, oh, she wouldn't be safe with our students. Um, sounds like that's a you problem. That's, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you can't just say that. Like, that doesn't fucking... Again, this just all felt so upsetting and so deeply, like, poor writing. There's nothing to support this story or make me fucking believe it. And I get, I, at times, I was trying to be like, is the movie a fantasy? Is that the way I'm supposed to read this? Because, like, honestly, like, I would understand if this was, like, it feels like something that should be inspired by real events or something. Yeah. But it's not. It's just completely fabricated. And why? Oh, my God. I can hear your brains leaking out of your I, I just... <laughs> in the boldest letters I wrote, I give up later in my notes. <laughs> I just... I, this movie did have me feeling defeated. It was really rough. Like, it is soul-crushing. <laughs> so, at this point... Also, when Emma realizes that no one's at prom, she calls her girlfriend, who's at the cool people prom, the straight prom, and this is basically when they break up, because she's like, how could you not tell me that Mm. they did a second prom? And it seems like everyone committed pretty hard to keeping up the guys that the prom was still going to be in their high school gym. Are proms even at high school gyms? Like, don't they? They always rent out a different place. Yeah, right? Like, my school definitely rented out another place every time. Like, we had regular dances at the gym yes. or whatever. Prom is special. That's why you pay the yep. ticket. Yeah. And the fucking prom she shows up to, which is supposed to be like, yes, this is the school's prom, is the shittiest looking prom I've ever seen. Yeah. That's terrible. It's tragic, truly. So she's depressed and Nicole Kidman has to try and lift her spirits. Oh my God. It's just one. It never fucking stops. Each scene, agonizing. I did kind of like... Nicole Kidman's character in this just because you never really get to see her as like a bubbly bimbo. (laughs) She was fine. I had nothing for nothing against her. She doesn't get to do very much in this movie, but she is kind of like, yeah, just like a background bimbo. And I think that's kind of fun for her. It is a weird (laughs) casting choice for Oscar winner Nicole Kidman. I know. Like she was fucking bored in quarantine and is like, yeah, sure. I could get out of the house. (laughs) Okay, and then so we also 
right after this get Meryl's like heartbreak divorce story. Like, did we really even need this? Made me <laughs> scream. I this I was like, <laughs> you're telling me this is what's left in an hour of this fucking movie. <laughs> Wasting damn time. I don't doing care. Like a UV mask, and she's telling her story about her damn divorce. We don't need any of this. Oh God. Like I said, about at least well, truly, this entire plot could have been cut because yep. this shouldn't have been made. But if you were going to try and make this, I think at least half of this could disappear I, and I still have the same story. Wholeheartedly agree. You yeah. could, honest to God, trim Meryl Streep and James Corden and that there's a third guy who we haven't even discussed because he does not matter. Yeah. Who's like and tagging around we don't around need to. <laughs> no. He's going to sing a song later, and we're not going to talk about who he is. There's even a whole side plot of, like, the whole reason they get to Indiana is because oh he's on God. tour, because he's in another Broadway musical, and they're all there, too. Not like, stand it. Don't need it. Don't need any of it. Oh. We just don't need any of it. So at some point, Keegan finds out that Meryl is only there doing this as part of a publicity stunt. She literally says it right in front of him. <laughs> she says it right in front of him. And he had previously been, like, they were kind of cooking up a little yeah. hot, you know? Really? And he's a big fan of hers, and he's disappointed. He's heartbroken because yeah. he finds out she's a piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The Broadway <laughs> Starlet is not as morally strong as I believed. Who could have thunk it? I know. Also, been said on the pod, never meet your idols. <laughs> yeah, never trust celebrities either. Celebrities are no. not going to like save you or le- lead you or anything. And of course, forget that we said that when we have celebs on the pod. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Why did I write this? She asks him to be daddy. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. oh, I know. <laughs> because she kind of puts on this whole sh- song and dance about, I don't know any better. I need you to teach me how to be good. I need you to show me how to be good girl who cares. She, <laughs> First of all, she interrupts him mid-work day, just slides open oh, his my God, gigantic sliding is- glass door. Oh, <laughs> that oh, all, God. you know, rural public schools <laughs> generally have floor to ceiling sliding glass doors that are beautiful of entirely glass walls yeah sure 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 and huge his office is like three times the size of my entire apartment (laughs) and she does a whole song and dance in there trying to get him to like her again and forgive her for being a piece of shit i've forgotten already about all of these songs and after the song he straight up leaves work midday to take her to applebee's goddamn unhinged okay there's just i don't know i have a cut here of emma trying to force her girlfriend to come out of the closet like in happiest season which we just covered yep (laughs) sick of the narrative at this point yeah nothing new was brought to the table nothing Mm -hmm. innovative or it's like come out of the closet if you want to be with me if you don't want to come out of the closet we can't be together we're broke up Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is when we get the random other guy who's with them, who we aforementioned. How does this happen? He's at the mall with the five Christian kids from I high school. I wanted to fucking <laughs> scoop my freaking frontal lobe out <laughs> and just live in ignorant bliss. Breaking down this scene, these five Christian kids from high school, he is kind of blaming for the bigotry at hand. And um, this whole scene, he sings a song about love thy neighbor. 
a whole fucking song about like, oh, above all else, you're supposed to love your neighbor. It's cringe. It's, it's a cringe. whole, well, by your logic, you shouldn't wear mixed materials. And it's like, that. Yeah. Do- that is literally never convinced a Christian. Nope, never. Not once. And he's like, oh, did you say you have a stepdad? Your parents are divorced? Well, that's not in the Bible. You know, like, you're not convincing anyone like that. Never worked one time, first of all. Yeah, condescending people, not the best way. No, but then they also act like the only reason why this town is bigoted is because the people in it are Christian. That was fucking nutso. Can Christianity be an issue? Absolutely. Is it the only issue? Nope. Not at all. (laughs) It it is literally movies like this that posit Indiana as brain-dead hicks and as coastal elites, as progressive heroes and icons Mm -hmm. that make people from Indiana resent things that are gay. They will make quick associations about this shit and like reinforcing it isn't going to fucking help Ryan Murphy. Yeah, I think uh, I hate Ryan Murphy after this movie too. It's a piece of shit (laughs) flick. Like this sucked. And also, I said before, they're in a fucking multi-story mall. What rural ass town do you think has a multiple story mall? Indianapolis, there are, let's say, three major malls. One is multi-story. Indianapolis. Yeah, in Indianapolis, the capital city, the main one million people city, has one multiple story mall out of three. It just, it's so fucking like... That took me out of the movie. That part was filmed in Northridge Fashion Center in Los Angeles, by the way. I looked it up because I was like, the fuck is this mall? This is not Indiana. No, of course, (laughs) no, it wasn't at all. So Emma says she has a plan to make a real prom and, okay, more fucking unhinged ass (laughs) shit. Her prom date to this quote unquote real prom that she's going to make, she invites James Corden, a 50 year old man, gay man, (laughs) and he is absolutely thrilled to go on a date with a 17 year old girl. I couldn't make heads or tails of this. She put up this whole stink just to not invite a girl to prom. She might uh, as well have gone to straight prom, right? Yep, that's how that's how it's looking. <sighs> okay, I'm doing big size, furrowing my brow, her plan to create this real prom. At this point, I was no longer attempting to find coherence. At this point, my spirit was no longer in my body. I just didn't <laughs> care. I was just like, come on, we got Fully like- in fucking hell. We've got like- <laughs> 38 minutes left. So she makes a video for YouTube, of course. As all videos of youths do, it goes viral. Oh, what? (laughs) I did. I... She's live streaming to like gets on and 12 people are on it. And it's like, ah, yes, when you just start a live stream and 12 people just pop up. And then 8 million people watch it Mm -hmm. of your... Sorry, kid. Probably pretty shitty, like, acoustic bedroom tune. And guess what? There already exists many good queer songs. (laughs) You don't need one! It's not, like, groundbreaking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, these people clearly have the internet. They can find much better queer content than this. Oh, my God. I think it's hysterical and extremely out of touch that oldies are convinced that every video that you post online viral does can and will go viral. You just gotta (laughs) post it. And making a viral video solves everyone's problems in every situation. Well, it gets you famous. Honest to God, that is a problem that I think movies do posit a lot. 
that is yes. like the solution is to just get eyes on you and go on the news Simply or make something. a viral video every and you'll be vindicated so she <sighs> says in the video that inclusive prom is this friday with nothing planned booked anything she just is like it's I, friday I, <laughs> Luckily, I, the gang of Broadway folks fully funds it uh, with their assortment of credit cards. <laughs> yeah, they're always... Oh, oh my god! They have to take a bus everywhere. They're always getting off a bus. How much money do they have? And then they're like, oh, I don't have any money, but we'll try it. Here, run the card. Hope it doesn't get declined. Yeah. And they put up a whole thing about the hotel, and I, like, it seems like they live a ritzy lifestyle. But Where's also, like, on the edge, on the brink of financial ruin at any moment. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> I, I get that! <laughs> but, like, oh my god, this... I, I could not fucking deal with this shit. That that fucking money scene where they're all just like, well, we have to all pool it together. I'm like, this is a bigger deal. All right. Bonkers. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you do this earlier? Yeah. Why didn't you just give her money earlier? Right after that, it's revealed that Meryl has gone behind James Gordon's back and called his estranged mom who tried to send him to conversion therapy, whatever. I don't know how old this character is supposed to be. I'm just saying that the man is 50. <laughs> I truly have no idea. Always good to meddle in your uh, friend's life. Calls his estranged mom who tried to send him to conversion therapy, surprises him with like, hey, your mom's here. I called her here. Good luck. Bye. <laughs> like, your abusive, homophobic mom who, like, traumatized you as a child. Surprise. Here she is. That fucking sucks, dude. It's... You don't just spring that on somebody. I uh, started laughing a lot. <laughs> at this, at, like, at this point, every horrid action that was taken, I was just like, this is hilarious. I mean, literally every piece of this movie from here out, it's it's all unhinged. It, it is. You said at the top, like, this is the fake town and fake Indiana. Fake queer stories. These are not representative of anything real. No! And look, yeah. movies are allowed often a degree of reality bending. Of course mm-hmm. things don't work out that easily. Of course you can't just, you know, drive 100 miles straight because you have to pee and shit. And then they don't show that. Whatever. But, like, how this movie handles it, like, what is and isn't possible and what does and doesn't happen and the way it happens and the order it happens is just... There's nothing to tie it all together. And by the yeah. end of it, you just have these kind of disparate storylines that don't really affect one another. You got a pile of yarn and you're like... What's this pile doing? Exactly. <laughs> you, you, un, it's uh, this movie is undoing a ball of yarn. How did this Making happen? a mess of a pile of yarn. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. Uh, and when he's confronted by his, you know, estranged, abusive mom, they're just like, oh, I missed you. And they hug. And it's like, oh, all better now. Ha ha ha. So good. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah, it's just like... It's not fucking how it happens, dude. <laughs> also, if your bio mom is mean, you don't need her, okay? You really I have don't. to say. You don't need her. It's not worth it. No. With a queer story, especially, chosen family. Doi. <laughs> that's why we all have chosen family, because they're better than your bio fam. <laughs> this movie, that's it. Like, this movie feels so fucking, like... Queer community has become very radical. And, like, mm-hmm. this movie feels so toothless. It feels so disbarring of, like, mm-hmm. any of, like, the beauty of queerness. Yeah. It's completely separated from reality. Exactly. It's like, this is not really queer stuff. A lot And that's of what happened. I mean, Ryan Murphy has been a rich, cis male 
gay yeah. for decades now. So he is, I would say, the most out of touch group. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. With any amount of queerness or current wherever LGBTQ people or community is today. Totally. <laughs> He's separated from that. <laughs> and it fucking shows. It shows. And whereas in previous movies we've said, oh, this came from a queer eye, so it's inherently queer. N- not for this. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't apply here. (laughs) No, not when it's this... Out of touch. Out of touch. At the very least, you can say this is not helpful to queer folk. I would say actively harmful. Yeah. (laughs) So not caring about the community, not taking care of the community. Not at all. So the PTA lady tries to stop the new prom from happening, at which point, oh, I guess I don't know if we said that the the cheerleader girlfriend is her daughter. So the main person who's been protesting the queerness of this prom or whatever Mm -hmm. is the mother of a gay girl who finally comes out by just turning to the other girl and saying I love you instead Uh of just saying I'm gay but it's like they've been broken up and now you're just gonna drop I love you it's like we don't know where we are can you just say I'm gay and we'll figure it out later I don't know but the girlfriend takes her back even though she was shitty and it literally is happiest season right (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah it is they go through all these loopholes to rent out the high school gym again prom at the gym what's happening the gym is like literally wildly transformed for this prom yeah whole new fucking floor and everything in like one day Lindsay and i were trying to like figure out how much this must have cost (laughs) literally millions of dollars yeah because we were like how much does it cost because they're all like oh money 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 and we're like you can put on a halfway decent prom Probably $5,000. You could put on a great Probably prom. Probably even less. <laughs> yeah, even less. You could put on a great prom for ten grand. Yeah. And, like, what they did was they put way too much money in. They had a whole new floor. They had a big oh my art, God. Like, tunnel thing for you to walk in through. It was, like, crazy. It, totally. And for this prom, Emma now has a tux. Which, okay, go off, King. You're finally wearing the clothes you want to wear. But, like, is she made of money? Like, she already bought a prom dress. Like, I thought James Corden bought her prom dress. I don't know. It just Who cares? Like, is he just wasting the prom dress? I don't know. Of course, she tells Corden that he is prom queen. Uh, rolling eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Tidbit, his phone password is Beyonce's birthday. It just seemed homophobic at this point. It was homophobic. <laughs> Look. If I know anything about cis gay men, uh-huh. they have a limp wrist, okay? Uh-huh. Yeah. They love musicals uh-huh. and and singing, and they talk like this, and they love Beyonce. And they're, like, kind of catty? Yeah, just a little. Yeah. And also fashion. Yes. Uh, yeah, fashion, fashion. And yeah. that is what gay is. <laughs> It's just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Literally hitting on every damn stereotype there is. Yes. Fucking, it was rough. I was just pissed off at this point. Uh, yeah. I am so pissed off. And coming in through the doors to this prom is like a thousand queer kids. Like, where have these people been this whole time? They said, we found some friends. <laughs> we rounded up the queers for That's you. what happened. <laughs> we bust them in. <laughs> oh my God. 
Oh my gosh, but I'm like, she's been, you know, quote unquote, so alone out here as the only lesbian and uh, the only lesbian in Indiana, you yep. know, don't be gay in Indiana, Can't as do they it. say. Suddenly there are just hundreds, thousands of queer kids. Oh, we found them. The door. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here they were the whole time. We popped the queer pimple. Now they're all splurting out. Um, <laughs> This is basically roll creds. Creds are interspersed with prom pics and dancing. It's it's all very corny. Mary Solosi of Entertainment Weekly gave the film a D grade, calling it narratively sloppy, emotionally false, visually ugly, morally superior, and at least 15 minutes too long. Uh, I agree with almost all of that review, but like it's an hour too long. It's an hour damn too long. Yeah. <laughs> if, if not, not two hours and yep. 15 minutes too damn long. Bingo. <laughs> Oh, oh God. Okay, so <laughs> do I even need to ask what we're rating this out of five? I mean, yeah. I, I, I... Okay, go. Go off, game. Half star. Half star. Wait, I would zero. Say... Is, can I go zero? Yeah. Is I, zero I'm possible? I'm going to say, I don't know if zero is possible, but I'm saying we're going zero. Yeah, we're going zero. Zero fucking stars. Jesus Nothing Christ. deserves it more than this movie. Yeah. Why couldn't <laughs> Do not we... recommend. Why what? couldn't we have just done Cats? Would have been less problematic, probably. It would have. Absolutely. You know, we had to. <sighs> I know we did. We did this movie because we really just had to. I'm I mean, glad we did. I'm also glad we did. I'm glad that our perspective is out there now on this and that we've we've made our peace with it. But boy, what a goddamn journey. <sighs> so long it was very long (laughs) (laughs) all right it's over now babies yeah (laughs) now it's time for scream vomit Okay, in this part of the podcast, we talk about whatever else we've been watching. Kali, tell us what you've been watching. Okay, so lately I've been watching... We, You, you and I, I don't think we talked about this on our recording. We, did we talk about watching Over the Top together? Oh, no, because we watched it after we recorded yeah. last time. So, so we watched go, go off, King. Over the Top rocks. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> over the Top's worth a watch, folks. I think it specifically has to be watched like with someone else. Oh, I don't think yeah. if you sat there by yourself, it would be that fun. But like, that's one of those movies that's just like a fun romp to like watch with your bros. It gets you hooting and hollering. Yeah. I watched Face Off for the first time since like sixth grade. Yeah, hell yeah. What a masterpiece. What a concept. What even. a just... <laughs> I was getting so tired watching it and almost falling asleep, but I was just like, my spirit will stay strong for this. <laughs> it got four and a half stars from me. I fucking loved it. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Boys, it's 2021 and we're unhinged. Fully. <laughs> Leaning in. <laughs> I watched uh, I watched Pontypool. What is that? Oh, fuck. You got to check Pontypool out. It's probably the best, one of the best takes on zombie movies ever. Uh, wow, it's okay. this like kind of low budget. The tagline is definitely something you would say. Shut up or die. <laughs> That's like how you write all our Instagram posts. <laughs> well, yeah, I got to end with my tagline. <laughs> Check it or die. Um, it's a really interesting take. It's it's very well done. It's very ASMR, if you like, if you're into that thing. Uh, okay. It's a lot about radio. Outstanding film. I love Pontypool. 
And then I watched, Lindsay and I checked out a, a formative film of mine, 500 Days of Summer. I, t- I was the classic guy who like read the read it the wrong way and it mm-hmm. just emboldened him to feel justified in blaming women, girls not liking me for my problems. Yeah. And everything would be fine if a girl would just like me. Yeah. I it, It's good. Upon review, like, there's some parts that, like, do not hold up and are weird, but it's also done very well. I appreciate the artistic direction of it. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that's what I've been watching. What about you? What have you been watching? Okay, so I have a few. Yeah, you've been um, watching too many movies. <laughs> I literally have. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I'm strapping in. We're going, we're going to midnight tonight. <laughs> My brain is goddamn mashed potatoes because I mentioned on the last set, but in case anyone didn't listen, I decided I historically watch a lot of TV shows, and after the last show that I watch, my list of movies is growing and growing that I want to see. Yeah. So after the last show that I finished, I was like, I'm not going to start another show. I'm just going to watch movies all the time and not watch TV shows or anything. I didn't know you were watching that much TV. Well, you know, like every time we record, I've watched like two seasons of a show, oh, which yeah, is like yeah, no. hours and hours of content. I find now with this method, like I have more trouble turning it off. So like sometimes I do stay up too late because I'm trying to make it to the end of the movie oh, now. No. So it can be a problem. We're working it out. I just got back to work. Today was my first day back. Yeah, so yeah. What is is it Tuesday? Okay. It is yesterday Tuesday. Was, yesterday was my first day back. Holy shit. I don't know what day it is. That's my brains are mashed potatoes. So I've been watching like several movies per day. So I'm, <laughs> I'm simply not going to name them all on the pod. It would be too much. Yeah. But I will name a handful. Okay. I picked a select few to name. So I watched Munchie. This movie's from like 1992. It has baby uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt in it. Also, if you Google it, one of the main cast members, his prison picture comes up. So oh, yeah. Didn't, didn't look into that more. It's about like uh, basically a Chuck E. Cheese guy. <laughs> this little creature that looks exactly like Chuck E. Cheese what? and is like the worst little robot you've ever seen. Like his mouth does not move right. Sure, sure, sure. He just basically comes up and wreaks havoc for an hour and a half and it's over it's like there's an, i i literally don't understand how this movie got made it's bonkers <laughs> yeah uh it's just, just seeing some creature. of the pics is really like <laughs> wow i don't know it's kind of fun it's free online <laughs> but it is like it's unhinged <laughs> yes that's wow and it is actually the sequel to munchies oh. which i did not watch so i i went in with the sequel so <laughs> i don't know the original does not have Jennifer Love Hewitt in it, though. She's like 12 in the in the movie. She's like, baby, it's crazy. Holy shit. Okay. Okay, next. I watched Welcome to the Dollhouse for the first time. Oh, okay. Great film. A yeah. great, like, coming-of-age sort of story. Hell yeah. yeah. Never I seen really it. loved it. I'd never seen it either, but I've heard about it. It's been on my watch list for forever. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, I don't think it was on streaming or, like, I had trouble finding it. Didn't have trouble now. It's up. I don't remember where. I've watched too many okay. movies on too many things, but it's it's somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked that one. Next, Wendy and Lucy, which has mm, somebody in it you'd know. Anyway, I don't remember what her name is. Doesn't matter. <laughs> really good film. It's like an independent film okay. about a girl who's trying to drive to Alaska. She's like on this big trek. She's actually from Indiana in this story. She's driving from Indiana to Alaska and um, encounters oh, Michelle Williams. some trouble. Yeah. She encounters some trouble along the way. Anyway, it's one of those movies where I didn't know what to expect going in. I had yeah. no expectation whatsoever. Uh, it's like devastating. 
It's oh, like shit. one of those movies where it's like one sad thing after another, after another, after another. Yeah, yeah. And like, I just left the movie like it ruined my life. Like, <laughs> I watched it like first thing in the morning too, oh, and it was, I was just depressed for the rest of the day. And it's not like it's not like rape or like murder or anything crazy like that. It's just sad. It's just really yeah, sad. Yeah, yeah. It's really good though. So I don't know if you want to be devastated, watch Wendy and Lucy. Next, I'm going to say two more things. Okay. Well, one's a two-parter. The two-parter, I watched two short films by our boy Andre Highland. Yo, yo. Um, he has two short films, Old Haunt and Funnel, which you can find both of them online for free. They've both been to Sundance. They're both really good and they're mm-hmm. short. Good short films. Okay, lastly, sorry, I'm long-winded. Right. I watched Wanderlust, which is a 2012 film directed by David Wayne, who oh. I lo- famously love, David yeah. Wayne. It stars like Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston and all of that crew is in the movie Ken Marino, like all those people. Mm-hmm. But it was cringe. It oh. was very, very cringe. It was very bad. I really wanted oh, to like this movie, yeah. and it's been on my list for a while. It was totally cringe. It was bad. <sighs> I Please don't watch it. It's like yeah. racist. It's sexist. There's like a long scene of like Paul Rudd just making dick jokes in the mirror. It's mm-hmm. like not funny. I don't think I laughed at all, and I was cringing for most of it. (laughs) It made me think, like, I don't know. I guess this isn't true, but I don't know if people can perform David Wayne's content like he can. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think a lot of his jokes work coming out of someone else's mouth because they act it strangely. Mm-hmm. And he just has such a particular style. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Or like, for instance, me and Colin watched Stella together recently, mm-hmm. um, which is a show that had Michael Ian Black, Michael Showalter, and David Wayne. Great show. Love the show. Like, in that show, there's, like, one episode where David Wayne has a whole scene about, like, how he's such a hot guy and he's, like, gonna go after this girl or whatever. But the way he's saying it, it's not creepy or gross or, like, anything. It's funny. It's really yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. But it's in the, it's all in the delivery. And that's just like a specific instance that comes to mind when I mean that his words just don't come out of other people's mouths. No, I see what you're saying. In quite the same that way. That makes sense. Does that? Yeah. I hope that that makes sense to anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, this was bad. Don't watch it. Please don't watch it. Wanderlust. <laughs> okay. So, it, God, ending with the worst movie. Watch Old Haunt and Funnel. Okay, we gotta thank Thin Swimmer for our theme song, which we only do every once in a while now. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram and all the things, at Screen Vomit, one word on all the things. I've been posting all my movie-watching shit oh, yeah. on Instagram. It's going off, King, so... uh Follow us on there. Give us a subscribe on your podcast app if you haven't already. And if you like us, tell your friends because that's really helpful to us. Give us a rating and review if you're nice. If you're mean, don't do that. Send us an email at screenmomentpod at gmail.com with your thoughts on this movie or other movies. Check out Kali's other podcast, How to Fire Your Boss. Next week, we will be watching Under the Skin which looks so cool. Oh, yeah. I and can't wait. we're going to have a very special guest for that episode as well, which I'm super excited about. And TBH, over the next couple months, we have some really cool guests. And 
I'm just so excited, and I'm not going to spill any beans, so don't test me, but okay. keep your feeds open, you know? Give us a subscribe. <laughs> Woo! It's going to be We good. did it. All right. We did it, boys. Thanks for hanging in if you di- if you done hung. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>